the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Woohoo! Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is hump day. I mean, literally, am I the only one that's just laughing hysterically at how this Cassidy Hutchinson testimony and this January 6th committee has just become it's it's literally like a skit from Saturday Night Live back when they used to be good. No, but don't stop thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> That's a reference to uh, the greatest Kamala Harris impersonation ever. Glad to have you guys with us tonight on Hump Day. We've got some just some crazy stories, a lot of fun as well. Some great content for you guys, including what you need to know about finances and economics, because we've got some. And that's coming up in our second hour. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that so you can know what you need to know about money okay and uh, what you need to know about this january 6th committee we're going to get into that as well as how just what a face plant uh this i i don't know who's i don't know whose bigger face plant it was this cassidy hutchinson woman or liz cheney for literally continuing to and in, 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 um question this woman as though it was <laughs> it was legitimate and how it and the spin today has just it's just absolutely incredible we've got to share that with you guys and tom del, del Bacaro is actually going to be with us after the first break you know he's a very noted well-known attorney former former senatorial candidate against kamala harris by the way author of many books and i'm at, 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 there's some rumblings that this cassidy hutchinson gal might actually and could end up in the pokey given some of her testimony so tom's going to be here to talk about that and the fact that that boot against Breyer's back to force him into retirement um it, it has him officially out the door tomorrow and what can we expect of Kentaji brown jackson as she gets sworn in those topics and many many more on tonight's andrew k show of course we want to hear from you 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy. Um, oh, at the open here in a moment, we're going to be talking about this Cassidy Hutchinson. You got anything you want to say about that? Give us a buzz eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Were you swayed? Here's who I want to hear from. I want to hear from anybody. This is kind of like my Starbucks challenge a couple of weeks ago. I want to hear from somebody who actually believed this story. Did you actually believe this? If you did. <laughs> 
<laughs> Give me a call, 888-344-1170. Before I go any further on this and any other topics, I got to bring in my man. He never bought it for a second because he is just far too sharp, even for a potato. And of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Get him out of here. Yeah, that uh, Beast story has as much accuracy as if I were to draw, to dive across the studio right now to grab the microphone out of your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and particularly since we actually have a glass partition yeah, glass between, between us. So that would be amazing. Yeah, well, it, which is exactly how it is inside the Beast. Exactly. Yeah, there's a, actually a glass partition. So Trump is you know, translucent. He can just like dive through the glass. Right. Or like from the movie Ghost. True. You know, may, is, is, is Trump dead? And we just didn't know this entire time. It'll be like the sixth sense. All these different signs he was never alive and we never caught on to. I know. You think you think we're joking? That's literally this this mocking we're having here in these jokes are literally as bad as not just the story itself, but then the cleanup. How it's they horrible. how they're trying to rehabilitate this woman in this story is amazing. So immediately by yesterday, not long after she starts, um, she tells this story, the two secret service agents that and, and by the way, supposedly she heard it secondhand. She didn't even hear it secondhand. She heard it like third or fourth hand. Uh, but supposedly the two agents that she heard this story about were like, um, excuse me, excuse me, um, that didn't happen. Okay, never happened. And we're happy to come and testify, right? Well, I haven't heard any updates today. Is the January 6th committee, have, have they said, hey, yeah, come on in? I haven't heard anything. No, so far what the Jan 6 committee did after that was they said, well, we don't really need to bring anybody else in because you know what? She's the only person who testified under oath, under penalty of perjury. Like that means anything? You know, the only people I can see being swayed by this, Andrew, is anybody that didn't know what the beast was. But once, and I knew about it instantly, so I'm like... Yeah, he's in the back. There, there's no way he's anywhere near that steering wheel. Yeah, but even 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 still, though, are you? Am I to believe that the leaks that came out of that administration from day one, one of which involved trying to imp- and, and led to an impeachment of him over a phone call that he were, in which he did absolutely nothing wrong, all of that got leaked. We're talking about leaks that led to impeachments, and he supposedly tried to choke out a Secret Service agent, and nobody said anything about no. it. Then she's got to go with this story of I was brought into the oval and he shows me ketchup, <laughs> ketchup <laughs> dripping down the wall and he tells her <laughs> to clean it up. Are you, are you kidding me? Girl, if the president of the United States brings you into the oval and tells you to clean up some ketchup off the wall, at that point, somebody in this administration, somebody would have invoked the 25th Amendment right then and there. Am I wrong? There is no, there's no question, and I might have suggested it. <laughs> and by the way, if you if you were somebody so legit, so um, serious, so strong, so like important, then you would have said, "Man, clean that ketchup off the wall yourself." Okay, and you would have snapped a pic of it and sent it off to WAPO. Ain't nobody buying your story. So today they've had to shift and they've had to say, "Well, you know, it's really, you know, the, really the biggest thing about that." The, the story and, and the beast is really about the fact that he tried to get them to go into this crowd that was supposedly had weapons. Um, excuse me. That's also stupid because there was nobody that was arrested or found to have any weapons in or outside the Capitol. Again, it doesn't make sense. 
And in the words of the great Judge Judy, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. I tell you what does ring true is that he tells them to go by way of the Capitol. And they're like, no, sir, we're not going by way of the Capitol. And he might have said, I'm the stinking president. And they might have been like, yes, sir, but I can see Trump. I can see that. But the rest I can't see. And you know what else I can't see? (laughs) Today, it gets even worse. This is so fun. Now the big story is. And they've even brought in the great Broadway actor, Betty Buckley, to weigh in on this. Now the big story is that Trump was just, he was, his bit was so miserable throughout this entire process that he demanded, obviously, an act in an act of musical, uh, in, in musical abuse. He supposedly had to soothe himself in the only way that he knew how. And that was to play repeatedly to the worst musical ever. To the worst, the song from Cats, the worst musical in the history of. A world. And of course, it wasn't just any song from Cats. No, y'all know what song it had to be. The one where the cats, you know, wistfully looking back. How, how did Betty Buckley, Betty Buckley describe uh, this song? Of course, the song is memory. And now her, now her memory of the song memory and having performed it on Broadway has been damaged. She can't, she can't stand it anymore. But the reason why Trump had just had to play this song memory over and over again is that Gritzabella is a character that's about longing and the need to be touched and the need to connect. Really? I didn't hear that part. <laughs> and I say like you, really? You know, I mean, if Trump is going to want to play a musical song over and over and over again, it, it might be one. it might be from West Side Story with some jets. When you're a jet, it ain't going to be memory all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> it's so stupid. So absurd. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? Let's get serious for a moment. Um, because Norm Eisen, who, whoever that is. Um, was on, uh, do you know who that is? I do not. I mean, the, he's on uh, on CNN as though he's some credi- credible, as though he's, you know, Woodward or Bernstein, right? But the famed uh, Norm Eisen that nobody knows of, he had to go on, uh, he was on CNN today, and he says he actually believes, we found somebody who believes Cassidy, and his name is Norm Eisen. Skins, please play clip two. You mean three. Your handwriting. No, I actually, never mind. Okay. Yeah, right. Circling back to the incident involving the Secret Service, Norm Hutchinson says she was told by Trump's then Deputy Chief of Staff for Operations that Trump tried to grab the steering wheel, that he lunged at the Secret Service agent who was driving to try to go to the Capitol. Well, now the Secret Service is telling CNN this incident didn't happen and they're prepared to provide testimony under oath. Does this impact Hutchinson's credibility? As a witness, and what about the credibility of the committee? Can you stop right there? Does this affect her credibility? The two dudes she's saying Trump tried to choke out have said it didn't happen, and there's even a question. You think? (laughs) But the um, suddenly important some person individual named Norm Eisen responded with this. Um, I don't think it impacts her credibility or that of the committee. I believe she was testifying truthfully. Let's see. Um, uh, she, She didn't say she witnessed it. She described what she was told, that deputy chief of staff is known as a very intense Trump partisan. Uh, let's see what he and others uh, say under oath, if they're willing to come under oath. And Anna, 
They can't just come in and testify for 60 seconds and issue a denial and walk out. Let these Trump partisans uh, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth so their credibility can be gauged. Let's stop right there. So So what he's doing is he's attacking in advance of their testimony these Secret Service agents as being Trump partisans. Wow. Um, okay, so Norm, you don't have any credibility. Um, and we didn't know who you were in the first place. Um, he went on to say that in terms of conspiracy to fraud the U.S., to obstruct Congress, grabbing the steering wheel or not. Oh, yeah, let's play the rest of this, because now it doesn't even matter if this story's true. And the final thing I would say about this is it's color, it's it's uh, adds life to this account, but in terms of a conspiracy to defraud the United States, uh, to obstruct Congress, grabbing the steering wheel or not doesn't really matter. So a little bit beside the main point of the crimes, but I believe Cassidy. Now, it doesn't matter whether or not the former president of the United States tried to murder a Secret Service agent. Now it, now it doesn't matter. You know what? It does matter when you falsely accuse somebody of attempted murder. It You know what? It actually does. Right. They don't care. And you know why they're doing this? For the same reason why they went after Kavanaugh to the same play and falsely accused him of gang raping girls. Half the country still believe that's true. Half the country believes this lie. I also think that they're keep they, they not only will they keep this up, Andrea, to hope that they can eventually disqualify yeah. him from running for president. They might want to do it just so that he's like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm not running. Right. Well, Mel- Molly Hemingway said we don't have time to play the clip because we need to go uh, take a break and go to go to Tom DeBacaro on the other side of the break. She said anyone who believed Cassidy's uh, ludicrous testimony should not be involved in politics or journalism. I don't think Norm Eisen has much of a future. I'll just put it that way. Uh, I, I mean, maybe he will on CNN. I mean, they, you know, they still have Adam Schiff on there who said for four years he had evidence of Russian CNN collusion. Plus? So, oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Tom DeBacaro and ask him whether or not, because some people are saying there's actually a chance and not just on the on the allegation of Trump trying to choke out a Secret Service officer, but because of some other reason, Cassidy Hutchinson could possibly be looking at jail time. And he's also going to tell us what's really going on behind Justice Breyer getting kicked out. So stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on the way. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Have you guys here with us? 888-344-1170. All right. Um, we, but we started asking last night, and we're going to continue to do that through Friday because we are hump day tonight, rolling into the 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Hump day? Yes, indeed. And 4th of July has become, uh, it has replaced Christmas for a lot of conservatives that I know. It's as, my favorite holiday. Yeah, that, and it's become that way for members of my family. And I think it's because as we uh, older folks now, us not of the 22-year-old crowd, you know, we're kind of beginning to appreciate some freedoms and some liberties that are, seem to be slipping away or have slept, uh, s- slipped away from us. And uh, we just appreciate this company. We, country and we want to hear from you 888 uh call our 24 you could call in live 888-344-1170 we'll make time for your calls tonight if you want to share with, with 
with us what you appreciate so much about this holiday. Joining me now, not just to talk about this, but other important topics like whether or not this young gal, Cassidy Hutchinson, might be looking at spending a little time in the pokey, as well as whose foot was in Breyer's back that pushed him out the door. But before we get to those topics... Uh, Tom DeBacaro joins me, famed author, former senatorial candidate against Kamala Harris, business attorney, joins me now. Hello, dear Tom. How are you? It's great to be on always. And I don't agree with you. I'm going to say right off the top that uh, God before country Christmas remains my favorite holiday. You know what? It remains mine, too. Yeah. um, Yeah. You know, I could actually have a tree up year round. I could actually, you know, I love Christmas music. I watched a YouTube video last night because I love to watch travel channels. And it was this uh, community. I'll get into some hot topics. Y'all bear with me. I love Christmas. I've become fascinated and obsessed with this little town called Svalbard, which is up by um, the North Pole. And she did a Christmas. I watched a Christmas video and I was listening to the song, The First Noel. And it just brought tears to my eyes, Tom Dell. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I, I do love uh, Easter Easter week as well. Nevertheless, you know, uh, my book, The Divided Era, goes extensively into the Revolutionary War period and the the amazing efforts these men made and women to change America and change the world. And July 4th really is the revolution for freedom around the globe. Many people don't know that our Declaration of Independence was cited in the Vietnamese equivalent hmm. uh, after they finally threw off the yoke of of North Viet- Vietnam. And, you know, it, look, it changed, it, it gave the intellectual backing to the reason for freedoms, and that intellectual backing is completely abandoned by the left these days. Yeah, and um, I think that's one of the reasons why um, so many conservatives have just em- embraced um, July 4th is that, you know, the, our understanding of what this country was about and um, wanting to have more people understand the the intellectual backing, as you call it, about what this country was about. And we see talk about the divided era. I mean, we are we're divided to the point to where we have a former president of the United States being falsely accused of choking out a Secret Service agent. Yeah, utterly ridiculous. Before we get to that, though, I want to get the most underrated founder for your listeners, and I hope they'll look into him, is John Hancock. Um, Most people don't realize that he, at the time, was the richest man in America, and uh, he left Boston to go to Philadelphia to preside over uh, that rebel Congress. He, You know, back then they didn't have ATMs or he couldn't look up his account. He walked away from all his assets, committed the ultimate treason by signing the Declaration of Independence by himself. It was 30 days before anyone else put their name on it. Uh, and uh, we're losing you there, Tom. We're having trouble hearing you. Your phone went away. We, we've lost you, Tom. I think we're going to have to disconnect. Yeah, go ahead and disconnect. Yeah, we're going to something went wrong there. 
You know, do we do we have Kamala Harris, who Tom destroyed in a debate back when they were both running for Senate? Is she trying to she got a little poltergeist in there. So we're, we're in the process of trying to get him back. I think we have reconnected. The one, the only, the fisherman himself, Tom Delbacaro. Yeah. No, he is no, they, no, he is not a commercial fisherman. He claims that there's more evidence that Trump tried to choke out a Secret Service agent yeah, than that Tom Delbacaro was a commercial fisherman up in the great uh, northern straits or whatever of Alaska. Goodness. The Royal Sea, which was 275 feet, and the Royal Venture, 350 <laughs> feet. Uh, we were floating processors in the Aleutian Islands. Anyway, people need to read the story of John Hancock and Patrick Henry, the two most underrated founders. Yeah, you've got my interest because I don't know that much about them. So, um, and I'm glad I I didn't even plan on talking to you about the fourth because usually I like to tap into your just your knowledge of history, but also of politics and as well as your, you know, understanding of the law. And um, but thank you for that. And I'm actually going to spend. Let's talk about Breyer if we could briefly here because Breyer was appointed by Bill Clinton and was very obvious. He was an honest liberal. Um, You don't often get that. Stephen Breyer believed that in the living constitution, he believed that the outcome should be monitored, meaning did you get an equitable outcome with this decision? He was not someone who was an originalist or, or thought you should stick to what the Constitution said. He, and he was upfront about that all along. I call him a social justice. And what I mean by that is someone who, that's their goal, to create social justice, not to keep a limited government. And, of course, his replacement is very much that as well. So is uh, Sotomayor uh, Ginsburg was that way as well. So uh, he was committed on the left, and at least he was open about it. Mm-hmm. It's, this current justice replacing him is not open about it. She, she tries to hide it. But look, there are three confirmed liberals. There are five conservatives, as you well know now. And there is Justice Roberts. Well, the, and that one of the reasons why I wanted you on tonight was to to kind of figure help, help me figure out the strategy here. We know um, we knew at the time that they were pushing Breyer out. They announced his retirement before he announced his retirement um, so that they could push this Katanji Brown Jackson. And I'm wondering really what the was it just because of his age and they wanted to make sure during during uh, the Biden administration that they secured their far left liberal? I mean, there's there's plenty of time left. Um, Or do they think that she's going to have some sway somehow? I mean, what kind of I mean, it's clear that we do have a far more conservative court than we realized. I mean, what what kind of effect can she possibly have at this point? Well, no, they are desperately worried about the Senate flipping to Republicans and that them not being able to get through the people that they wanted to in a timely fashion. You saw after Dobbs and the overturning of Roe v. Wade that they immediately stepped on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was otherwise their hero, mm-hmm. for not retiring while there was while Obama was in office. The Supreme Court and the courts have been the liberal bastion of, of they can't win these things on a vote, which is why they're so desperately afraid of the states and abortion. 
they can't win these things by vote, so they rely mm-hmm. on the on the court system. And so they wanted Breyer out because they wanted him replaced before the midterms because they know they knew all along that they were going to get kicked out after the midterms. Remember, the Democrat strategy is win an election, push through every crazy liberal thing that you can, and then who cares if you lose the next election because Republicans won't unwind what they just did, hence Obamacare still being there. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, they pushed Breyer out because they didn't want any chance or wanted him out because they didn't want any chance that he would hang around when Republicans could get the Senate back. Um, can we ask you to hold over? Because since sure. you mentioned Roe v. Wade, I, I know some, there are some people sick of hearing about it, but this is this battle is not over. And when I, while I've got an opportunity to talk to Tom Dell about this, I, I got to pick his brain on it and get his perspective on that and uh, the decision itself and then also how it might be playing out in the courts and in the states around the country. So Tom's going to stick around with us and you better too, because this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. If you want to tell us what you think is special or what you love about July 4th or any plans you might have, there's news today that I saw that airlines are canceling hundreds, if not thousands, of flights all around everywhere. And I'm wondering if that might be something that's affected your plans this 4th of July, 888-344-1170. Continuing our discussion with our friend Tom DeBaccaro, um, noted author and political commentator and uh, attorney, former head of the California Republican Party. And he's he, I had him stay over with me because I got to get his perspective on what happened on the overturning, what we, what we never thought we would see in our lifetime, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Tom DeBaccaro, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree with you. In the 70s, I... I openly said that I didn't think it would happen. We have a court that I think in very direct or simplistic rationale says government has certain right, uh, certain uh, things that it can do and many that it can't. You're not allowed to outlaw people praying in public settings. Of course, that's true. In, in John Adams' administrations, there were public... Uh, there were church services in the in the capital, in mm. the U.S. capital. Huh. They never, for a moment, thought that they had the. And I, I suggest to you that John Adams, who's not my favorite founder, knows more about what the Constitution meant than anyone alive today. And he he attended church services in the basement of the Capitol. So this Supreme Court says we, government reach doesn't have that reach. This same court said that. The Supreme Court and the Constitution do not have jurisdiction over abortion. That That is actually, you know, you can look through the, the Constitution all you want. They, it doesn't say that, that it has that jurisdiction. And now it's back to where the states are. By the way, for all those on the left so offended by this, not a single Constitution in Europe, which you seem to like so much for its liberality, has any provision related to abortion in their constitution. So what's hard, and then take, take the, uh, the gun ruling in New York state where they gave really broad authority to bureaucrats to decide 
how you can uh, exercise your Second Amendment rights. They said government really doesn't have that much discretion as the New York law gave them. And so they said government doesn't have that authority. And that's really the common thread of all of these things. Except, government Tom, let me let me interject and give you the, the liberal argument. Oh, women have uh, guns have more rights today than women. Guns don't actually have any rights whatsoever. <laughs> People do, but but what matters and the re- look, our constitution and our bill of rights, all governments are reaction to what goes before or around them. In we are our constitution is a reaction to the fact that that King George had the right to do virtually whatever he wanted to Americans. They came up. The, the argument against the Bill of Rights by Madison and the rest was we are only allowing government to do a few things. You don't need a Bill of Rights because government has no authority of it, as opposed to England, where the king had all the right, all the power mm-hmm. and people had to carve out in a, in a Bill of Rights sense what they were allowed to do. Well, that has flipped. Now government does so many things that we are seem to be begging for our rights. And now we have a Supreme Court that says, hey, this isn't enumerated. Government doesn't have the power. And that's the common thread in these things. Of course, Roe v. Wade was made out of whole cloth. There's nothing in the Constitution about the, that issue. And, but look, this is going to be we're going to have fighting over this in this divided era. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the legal share with it. We're talking to Tom Debacar, author of The Divided Era and and all the other, you know, I could go on and on with his, you know. uh, You're leaving out that I, uh, my movie debut comes out. Oh, yes. When does it come out? Uh, it, it, It may be February. I'm in the movie Sweetwater about the first African American in the NBA. But look, in this divided era, the most contentious issues are the Second Amendment and and uh, and abortion and or, and or uh, pro-choice rights. Those are the most intense issues, and neither one of those are going anywhere in the sense that it's going to be resolved. Our founders wanted us to vote with our feet and mm-hmm. live in the areas where we were at the laws that we liked. If you didn't like Pennsylvania, you can move to Kentucky. They, they wanted this. They wanted the states to be the crucible of, ex, of legal experiments. They did not want one set of national laws for everyone. Right. In fact, you know, this, if, if every American actually thought about it, this was a win for every American because the left is upset. Who are these six people to decide for us? Well, who were the seven people that decided before? You, you know, 100%. the left seems to think it's great to have dictators in black robes as long as they're going to always get something that they want out of it. When the reality is, um, you, you know, our government is supposed to be of the people, by the people and for the people. And that's, and, and, with our power uh, being uh, as the voter, when it, when we have it centralized with SCOTUS, and that's what happened. And in my opinion, that's what Roe was always about at the jump. Was it was about centralizing power through the Supreme Court, and it was well, about was- the cultural Marxist movement. And now their role is is with this one move. It takes them back to what they were originally supposed to be doing in the first place. Yeah, a hundred percent. Look. Power naturally centralizes. That's human nature. 
It's why the anti-federalists and people, uh, as uh, July uh, 4th comes upon us, I recommend people look up Brutus, B-R-U-T-U-S, and his writings. Uh, He was an anti-federalist who basically predicted what we're facing today, along with Patrick Henry. Uh, Those are, read their writings and and you'll get the understanding uh, that you, I think, quite need uh, to deal with these times. But at the end of the day, the left likes it when they want justices to create law because they can't intellectually win the argument among the people. And that's a dangerous thing. And, And Thomas Jefferson was the one who warned his greatest fear was the federal courts assuming power and making laws. And as we sit here today, he was exactly right on the issue. Well, and that leads me in my last question to you, how this we've got, we had a judge, because we had all these trigger laws, that if Roe gets overturned, this these these laws are going to take effect, and that, that included some states with full bans, like uh, Missouri, Louisiana, and others. So we had this judge step in and basically uh, put a halt on these trigger laws. Um, I don't know what, you know, if these were laws that were passed by the, by the legislatures, I mean, I don't know what, what gave this judge the, the power to, to do that. So how do you see that playing out, that aspect of it? Well, there's two things that can be done here. One is they can peel up. But frankly, if I was advising a supermajority legislature like in Louisiana, I said, look, just pass an updated law and, and get around his decision. Other places that might not be feasible, and so we'll have to see. I'll leave you with um, my favorite historian, Will Duran, who said that animals claw each other to death. Humans consume each other by due process of law. Many lawsuits <laughs> to come. Great quote. Thanks uh, for um, leaving us with that. Thank you for all your your historical insight. I appreciate it. Thank you for reminding us as well about your movie coming out next year. Good, uh, good self-promotion. I love it. I don't even think, uh, you know, uh, Madonna does as good a job promoting herself oh, and her projects. I'm <laughs> teasing no you. One's ever, no one's ever said Madonna and me <laughs> in the same paragraph. <laughs> Thanks for being here, my dear. Go take good care. All right, bye-bye. All right, now y'all stay tuned. We got more to talk about on the other uh, other side of the break. Um, What did California do to target... Speaking of the Second Amendment, and, and and he's right, that is the that and abortion are the two biggest issues. What move did the California Attorney General make today against gun owners in California? We'll share with you when we come back from the break. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, wrapping up hour one of the Hump Day edition. All right, so um, this, is, this, is, this is a story coming out of California today that really should be one of the top stories across the country. Because I can't, I can't think for the life of me that this is, I could be wrong, call me a conspiracy theorist, but something about this story tells me that this was absolutely intentional at a time in which we had people outside intimidating 
threatening uh, there to potentially uh, we had a, we had somebody who was there to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh outside of his home and just the protesters themselves were in violation of federal law we know that the left is doing everything that they can to create anarchy in the streets they want a, they want a society to where we as conservatives and those of us who are maga feel threatened that we are so scared that we're silent they want to um have us feel the, the the threats of fellow citizens in order to make us submit to their will. And I have to think that that's what's behind the story here. When I read that the Office of California's Attorney General, Rob Bonta, released the personal information of thousands of California gun owners and concealed carry permit owners to the public. How is that not against the law? How is that an accident? Oh, it's not an accident. This was supposedly as a part of the process to come up with um, some system that was going to protect the identities. Yeah, just like Obamacare was was called the Affordable Care Act, and just like abortion is reproductive health. Okay, just like the there the Biden administration's disinformation office was supposed always to be, the opposite. It's always the opposite. Um. What was released here? Oh, it included, and the release included 420 reserve officers. When you think about the people that were included in this breach, you have to think that this was somehow to, this is, this is the ultimate doxing, right? Doxing is where like Brett Kavanaugh's address was, was leaked to the public. Um, I think even Clarence Thomas right now, his, his was leaked. Um, that's called doxing, right? You release public information about somebody for the purpose of putting them in the sights of people that are going to harass, threaten, bully, whatever. When you realize that four in, included in this breach happened to be 420 reserve officers and 244 judges. Is that not a part of, of the anarchy and the bullying and the oppression and the plan to terrorize and to force into submission those uh, that... Um, believe in America in its traditional oh, form. No, you're, you're spot on. It's, and if, if you speak up, your name's going to be on one of these lists. Right. Here's the people that are, you know, um, well, I got to be careful what I say, um, but um, they want to out. They want to out these officials like judges who are actually believers. This is a way of outing them in terms of their politics and who they are. And it's also, uh, you know, do I think that they want somebody to come? And I have to be careful. Andrew, what, I have a question. Yeah. How is in any way, shape, or form in any state in this union, how is doxing even legal? It's not legal and it shouldn't be. And claiming there's the, um, this, the, this leak was first re- reported by gun news outlet The Reload. And this release happened Tuesday, just days after the Supreme Court uh, issued their consequential uh, Second Amendment ruling. Um they're saying it was a mistake and which would make it not illegal if it was declared. And we know that's why I started this by saying I don't believe for a second. How that do you this make was, a mistake? Like yeah, this that. is not a mistake. The information was taken from the state's database of concealed carry permit holders and included their full name, their date of birth, their home address and their race. Now, that Andrea, from another perspective, too, that's just not like a threat to them personally. They could have their identity stolen. Well, yeah. 
I mean, there's every, there's so many different ways in which this has the p- potential to go really bad from somebody coming and, and breaking in and stealing their weapons. There's, uh, um, um, this is also meant to, first and foremost, just to, to intimidate them. We know that in California here, they want these gun buyback programs. Um, right now, this is a way to, on the heels of Uvalde, to try to shame anybody that believes in the right to, to carry, except for, you know, Alec Baldwin, of course, who's got the right to shoot people in the face. Um, it was posted on the California Department of Justice's 2022 Firearms Dashboard Portal. Um A spokesperson for the AG's office said we are investigating the exposure of individuals' personal information connected to the DOJ firearms dashboard. Any unauthorized release of personal information is unacceptable. We are working swiftly to address the situation and will provide additional information as soon as possible. One of the there's a gun owner organization here in California who said that his organization is working to figure out what legal matters we can take. But unless the AG is willing to send people who can protect those who have had their data breached, there's not much they can do. So this is this is really frightening. And the fact that they released their race has me, you know, kind of got my attention as well, because the L.A. Times did an article the other day that said after the Supreme Court ruling, um, the L.A. Times was asking if California is ready for more black gun owners. So isn't it interesting that this article was, I think, Monday and then Tuesday, all these all these gun owners and their concealed carry permits. And it also included not just name, address and all that other stuff. It included the details of when their concealed carry permit was issued, what type of permit it was. Uh, the day after the L.A. Times asked if Californians are ready for more black gun owners. We know they want to create chaos in the street. We know that they want to incite violence wherever they can. We know that they want law-abiding gun owners to have to cough up their guns. While, I mean, the, the stories and the reports coming out of Chicago right now, as, as Lori Lightfoot was on a stage screaming, you know, F. Clarence Thomas, a five-year-old girl was shot in the head. Maybe not at the same exact time. And again, time. you have a mayor like that. How is she al- allowed to hold office when saying something like that? Well, right. I mean, you know, uh, in, in, in no way could a Republican be allowed to no. say something like that. They'd already be out of office. But, you know, w- w- you, you, what they're trying to do to gun owners, legal gun owners, in exercising their Second Amendment rights, um, in contrast to what's happening on the streets of Chicago. Yeah, they want to make it to where you have your Second Amendment right, but you're going to be afraid to use it. Well, I, I, if you're one of these people whose names and address and, and, and what kind of gun you have and what kind of concealed carry you have, um, you got to be pretty frightened tonight. I would be. Now, some people might be like, well, why would you be frightened? You've got the gun. Well, you don't know how many people are going to show up at your house. And these are judges. So now they've got and, and even take that even take the gun out of it and the, the, the judge their addresses. This can't be, that cannot be an, an, an accident. And the thing about uh, the as Californians, are, are they ready for black gun owners? And the, the, the allegation or the assertion is, is conservatives, you know, they say they want gun rights. They say this is on the heels of the Supreme Court. They say that they want concealed carry, the freedom to exercise Second Amendment rights. But we know all those MAGA people hate black people. So they're not really ready for black people. Yeah.
The left is always the racist in the room. Yes, they are. They see everything through the prism of color. Hey, stay tuned because we got Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, on his way. There's checks coming to you from California. Are they going to bounce? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.